It's time for you to be a part of the show. Email or call with questions for Dr. Mike now. Email ask Dr. Mike Smith at radiomd.com or call 877-711-5211. What are you waiting for? The doctor is in. All right, so my good friend Bart Taylor asks, it appears the average stomach pH while empty maybe one to three and for listeners that that don't know that's a very acidic ph anything below um, seven is considered acidic above seven is considered alkaline or a base so stomach ph while empty is one to three that makes sense hydrochloric acid in the stomach right but stomach ph with food may be four to five i've often heard to take probiotics on an empty stomach this would seem to be just the opposite of what you should do if you want to put the probiotics in the least in, uh, acidic in, uh, stomach environment, you would think you would want to take them with food. Also, what do you think about taking probiotics with water that has a higher pH? In theory, that should work best. Okay, so let me kind of summarize what Bart is trying to get to here. So uh, one of the problems with probiotics, those are the healthy gut bacteria that you may take, uh, that you can get through yogurts and stuff, but more people are taking probiotics in capsule form and stuff. Uh, that's how I do it. You're not going to get a lot of probiotics out of yogurt and stuff. But so when, uh, but the problem is these are live bacteria, good, healthy live bacteria. And as they travel from the stomach through the small intestine and ultimately uh, into the colon where you want most of them, um, a lot of them are going to die off. They just can't survive uh, the gut environment. I mean, the gut environment is actually meant to kind of prevent a lot of growth. I mean, that's what it does. And so um, if I'm taking a probiotic pill, I want to get as many of those bacteria into my colon alive, keeping them viable, alive and working well. And so there's a lot of debate about how to do that, um, when to take them, take them with food. And so that's really what Bart's question is here. Do I take probiotics with or without food? Um, and he's looking at stomach pH, and he's absolutely right that when you're when you have no food, in your stomach, it's the it's at its most acidic point, pH of like around two, because it's a strong acid in there called hydrochloric acid. But when you add food to that, the food itself has some alkaline stuff that can kind of counteract some of the acid. So the acid p uh, so the pH of the stomach actually goes up a little bit. It becomes more alkaline as you add food. So Bart's like, hey, I should probably take my probiotics with food. That's going to help them survive a little bit better because it's not such an acidic environment. So, And, and I get what you're going at here, Bart, and, and what you're saying it makes sense. But there's one little problem with taking probiotics with food, and it has to do with what we call um, transit time. Uh, what that simply means is by the transit time is the time it takes for food that you swallow to go through your stomach into the small intestine, absorb the nutrients, eliminate the waste. So it's just kind of like how long does it take for food to go through your gut? That's pretty much transit time. In And when you – so when you take a probiotic bark with food – it may sound good in terms of pH and stuff, but you are significantly um, decreasing transit time, which means the probiotic pill is going to sit in the stomach and the small intestine a lot longer than it should. So it is best to take probiotics on an empty stomach. 
because the transit time is faster. The probiotic is not going to sit in the stomach very long. Yes, it's more acidic, but it's traveling through it faster. And it's getting to the part of the bowel where it needs to be. So so from a pH standpoint, yeah, Bart, I get what you're saying. But the problem with taking a probiotic with food, uh, and this is really just my opinion. There's a lot of debate about this. But in my opinion, when you take a probiotic with food, you're causing that pill to sit in the stomach longer. To Even though the pH is a little higher, which is good, it's still acidic. Maybe not strongly acidic, but it's still acidic. And now with all that food in there, you're causing the capsule to stay in there longer, and it's going to break down more, and you're going to lose some of those healthy gut bacteria. So it's better to do it on an empty stomach, let that capsule fly through real rapid transit time, and get to the colon where it belongs. That's my opinion. By the way, too, Bart, a lot of the really good probiotic companies, they are also um, doing things to preserve the live bacteria, um, and, and that's, I think, important. Um, you know, companies like Theralac, they have a, a, a really uh, interesting way of preserving. Um, by the way, Theralac is, is one of my favorite probiotics, and, and they, they have a nice way of um, preserving uh, using different types of, um, they use something called a seaweed alginate, and it just kind of protects the, the the live bacteria, so it becomes less of an issue with or without food. I know at Life Extension we make a really interesting um, probiotic, and it's using a dual capsulation system. So the outer capsule kind of is what takes the hit in the acid in the small bowel, and then by the time you get to the colon. The, the capsule, the second capsule that's holding the bacteria now releases it all. So we use a, a double capsule system. So there's, there's companies that spend a lot of time looking at these kind of questions, Bart. Um, so, you know, Theralac, Life Extension, Solgaray has some good probiotics. Those are, the, those are the companies that know how to do this. So, but in general, just if, whatever, whatever product you decide to go with, it's best to do it on an empty stomach because it's going to fly through the stomach, even though it's more acidic. Okay, great, great, great question, Bart. All right, next question. Okay. I've been, hi, Dr. Mike. I've been a loyal Life Extension member for many years. I live in New York, and that's an important part of this question. I live in New York. I have a question about whether I should be taking or not taking vitamin D to, to correspond to the seasons of where I live. I take vitamin D, vitamin K, and C iodine product from October to May, but not in the summer since in summer I get plenty of sun. In the late fall, winter, early spring, I would normally not be getting much vitamin D because New York is so far north. Is it going against nature to be artificially raising my vitamin D level during a period when it would normally not be so high? Should the vitamin D levels be lower or higher as in correspondence with the seasons? Thank you, Teresa. Great questions. Um, no, I, I think, so there's a couple questions here. I think that, let me answer first about vitamin D blood levels. Teresa, you want consistent, optimal vitamin D blood levels, whether it's fall, winter, spring, or summer. It doesn't matter. You want to have a nice, consistent level. Okay. Now, if you listen to conventional doctors, they're going to tell you that level is around 30 to 35. Um, I think the units are nanograms per mil, but don't quote me on that. Uh, that's way too low. I like around 50 to 70. And I want people to be in that range all the time, no matter what's going on in the environment. 
So I want consistent vitamin D levels, which means you, you need to be dedicated to checking a vitamin D blood level at least once a year. And that's really how you're going to base your dose um, on, on that blood level. The lower the blood level, the higher the dose. The higher the blood level, you can probably take a little less. But here's the thing, Teresa. You're doing something that a lot of people do, and I think it's a mistake. A lot of people will take vitamin D during the months that they're not getting a lot of sun. Assuming that during the summer, well, I'm outside and the sun's the sun is hitting me. Um, it's it's hitting my skin. It's going to make vitamin D. The problem is, Teresa, as you get older, the the ability for your body to convert sunlight into vitamin D diminishes. I live here out, out here in South Florida, and there are we have a lot of um, customers and members at Life Extension that that um, are in the sun all the time, twelve months out of the year. And they still have low vitamin D levels because as we get older, we don't make that conversion of sunlight to vitamin D. So I think it's best to take a consistent dose based on your blood level, and it's best to try to keep your blood level at the, at the same amount throughout the entire year, whether it's fall, winter, springs, it doesn't matter. So I would, I would, I would ask you to take that vitamin D product you're taking every day and follow your blood levels and make dosing adjustments off that. This is Healthy Talk on Radio MD. I'm Dr. Mike. Stay well.